when we had this vision and the idea to try to have a meeting, really the purpose is we want to get to know God better. And we want to get to know him better through his word. And I sure am thankful for the love of God that he has bestowed upon me. Aren't you thankful for God's love? If you would go with me to Ephesians chapter 3, I was studying this week, and it was a night. I came home and spending time with my family and went to, went to bed, but I could not sleep. The Lord woke me up and gave me this message, stayed up that night and wrote it. And uh, he completely changed what I had planned to preach because God's like that. God wants to, he wants his message, not our message. Amen. And it's something that really the Lord's helping me with. And it's something that I believe will be a blessing to you men before we head home today. Ephesians chapter 3, if you would join me in looking in your Bible. Verse, let's begin in verse 16. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be, look at what it says, strengthened with might by his spirit. What does it say? In the? In the what? How is success defined by God? It's inner delights, internal delights. He'll be strengthening you in the inner man. Our guys all know this. I'll occasionally ask you one question. How's your Bible reading? That's a big equilibrium for how our walk with God is going. Do we love him enough to read his love letter to us? Verse 17 that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, look what it says, being rooted and grounded in your own opinion. Don't we all have an opinion? We're men, right? God doesn't care about our opinion. He doesn't want uh, our opinion to be what roots us, what drives us, what directs us. And men, get a high view of God. When you get a high view of God, you respect. You have respect in your life. Show respect to your preacher. Show respect. You'd be surprised how many are disrespectful to him. You ought to show respect to the men of God in here. We have pastors who helped host this meeting. They're such a blessing. Show respect to your pastor. Be, be a man who shows respect. Be rooted. Rooted and grounded in, what does it say? In love. Rooted and grounded in love. He says if you're rooted and grounded in love, verse 18, may be if you're having Christ in your heart, that you may be able, it says, to comprehend with all saints, we can get along. What is the breadth and length and depth and height? And to know the love of Christ, which he says in verse 19, passes knowledge. It says it passeth knowledge. And that ye might be filled with all the fullness of your own opinion. Fullness of God. Now, if you're full of God, your opinion will be God's opinion. And I found that God's opinion is not too popular today, is it, Pastor Darren? <laughs> God, God's opinion isn't very popular today. Uh, because every man does what's right in his own eyes. So if when you know the love of God, you're full of God. We each have a need in our heart. And that need is we need the love of of God. You say, my wife needs to treat me right. She needs to do this. 
get your eyes off her, man. In terms of picking at her, do you love her? My wife does not like me to bring home flowers because she thinks that's a waste of money. Okay? She would rather that I tangibly do things for her on non-Valentine Day. Non-birthday. Okay? Remember those days, but she would rather I show love to her all the time instead of just when I'm supposed to. Look, you ought to know when your anniversary is. One of our men just celebrated 52 years with his wife. You ought to know when your anniversary is. But that's not the only day you show love. And with God, we don't just show him love on Sunday. We don't just show him love at men's meeting. We don't just show him love when we're around people that we know are godly. It's who you are. If you're a Christian, you possess and you need to know the love of God. You and I need to know his love. You and I need divine love. It's one of our greatest needs. Don't be content just knowing about the love of God. Too many men, that's all they know. They know, I know God loves me. And he tolerates everything I want to do. He basically is a genie. He can, I can just tell him whatever I want to do, and I can just manipulate him. No, 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 that's not to know the love of, of God. To know the love of God, it says that he would grant you, in verse 16, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. You will be a strong man if you know God's love, because God's love will give you the strength to go. God's love will give you the strength. Look, when you're tired and you're worn out and you don't know what to do, and you say, man, I can't anymore, I, I don't feel like... God's love will give you the strength to get up and keep going. We live in a generation of very weak men because we don't know the love of God. And to know the love of God. You can, this is something that was revolutionary for me in the ministry, was understanding this. You can attend church for your entire life and never know the love of God. Know about it but never experience it. Never know it. Once you know the love of God, you love other people. When a man in our church loves God, he sees the visitor and he just can't wait to go love on him. Some of our ladies have been so sweet. Man, to know the love of God, they find out about some lady, some need, and they just want to anonymously bless the lady. They want to anonymously send something to her. Hey, don't, pastor, I want to give this to you guys to give to that lady, and don't you tell her who it came from. Why? Because they got some love. To know the love of God. To know the love of God. All right? Uh, what are they going to get in return from that? Some rewards up there. To know the love of God. How is the love of God found? How do we find and encounter the love of God? Look in verse 17. It is found by faith. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by Faith. Everything spiritually is comprehended by faith. You say, how do we understand that evolution is false? By faith. But also, why don't you go to the Grand Canyon and look out over that? It takes a lot of faith to believe that that little tiny trickling stream that went through there over millions of years formed that big canyon. It takes a lot of faith to believe that. I've been there. That Grand Canyon, you look at that and you're like, and you all say the Colorado River over millions of years formed that. It takes a lot less faith to believe that a flood made it happen 
Because you see floods do devastating things. So you, by faith, you trust the word of God and what he said. It's by faith we find God's love. God's love is comprehended by faith. People often say, I just don't understand why God did that in the Bible. By faith. There's a lot of things I do not understand why God allows them to happen. But I'm going to understand it in heaven, and so I'm not trying to look for the answer on this earth. It's by faith we trust. He says, Christ dwells in your heart. You want a fresh dose of God, it happens by faith. Christ dwells in your heart by faith. And that faith produces love. Love is found through faith. When you get married, you choose your wife by faith, right? We're in a culture right now that everybody signs their prenuptial agreements, all this stuff beforehand, before they get married, expecting it to fail. That's not really faith. God wants us to have faith. There was a letter that was found in a baking soda can on the handle of an old pump. It was put there in 1932 by this man named Desert Pete. The note in there said, very close by you'll find a white rock. Underneath that white rock there is a bottle of water that I carefully buried with the cork up. You're thirsty, walking through the desert. He said, don't drink the water first. Use the water in faith to prime the pump. He said, I put a new leather washer on it. He said, if you use the water to prime the pump first, you can get as much water as you want to drink. But if you drink that water up first, the water supply is going to be stopped for everybody else. We live in a culture today where we're going around, we're so selfish, we want everything first. First for this, first for that. The love of God compels you by faith. You let the others go first. By faith. By faith. You let them go first. By faith, you love. It's by faith. You believe that God is going to work. You step out by faith. Too often we take the blessing God has given us and we partake of it when God said, no, 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 no. By faith, I want you to plant more seed. How did, how did Joseph spare an entire nation in the part of the world? By faith. On one dream, he stored up enough grain to preserve that part of humanity, that part of the globe. The Egyptians lived because of his faith in one dream. Faith. Trusting God, saving up grain for seven years. God led him by faith. Don't give up. Get up. God will give you love when you trust in him, him instead of trying to figure it out. We're men. We try to figure everything out. You ever try to figure your wife's problems out? She comes to you with a problem. You try to give her the solution. You'll have a long, happy marriage if you learn that she just wanted to listen. You would listen, and then she did not want you to try to figure it out. Um, if you want God to bless your marriage, you've got to follow his plan by faith. Too many men quit on their spouse before their spouse quits on them. If you want his blessing, but you still want to enjoy your pornography, don't be surprised when bad seeds produce fruit. If you're a young man, you're dabbling in pornography, you shouldn't be dating because you're going to be looking in the wrong places. Men, women are a gift from God. And the whole industry 
is wicked and vile and has stolen the hearts of men. When you love your wife, I have, I have way too many friends that I have known of, acquaintances that I have known of, who have uh, tried to step out in the ministry and then their wife found out they were involved in that stuff. And it all but ruined their marriage. Because there's nothing more demeaning to your wife or to your girlfriend or to any other woman than to be involved in that stuff. Found by faith. You don't have to test the waters. You don't have to drink the milk before you buy the cow. Trust God by faith. You might have fooled your wife with your habit that you've hidden, but you cannot fool God. To know the love of God, he says, that Christ may dwell in your hearts. How does Christ dwell in your home? How do I know if Christ, as a pastor, how do I know if Christ, Christ is dwelling in somebody's heart? There's faith that's producing. And they just want it. They, there's faith in their heart. They're, they're beaming with faith. By faith, they come into church believing God's going to bring the visitor they prayed for. By faith, by faith, they're living by faith. They love people by faith. Uh, you say, but somebody might have hurt me. Somebody. By faith, you keep moving forward, trusting God. Secondly, to know the love of God, it is fueled by fellowship. The love of God is fueled by fellowship. Verse 19, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge. Hey, when Christ is dwelling in your hearts, you get to know him. We get saved, and sometimes we say, man, I, I pray to trust Christ. I believe in Jesus. I love God. I'm going to go to church. But we kind of lock all the other doors in our house spiritually, and we do not let God into those other parts of the house. We say, God, you can have this one part, but the rest of it you can't have. If he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. It's fueled by fellowship. Fellowship. Verse 19, he says, you may be able to comprehend with all saints. What is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height? My wife has a devotional book that she really enjoys, and it's from Voices in the Martyrs, I believe. It's, in a, it's, it's, it's just an excellent devotional. We've been reading it as a family. But I often am crying at family devotions in the morning when I hear of those people and how they sacrificed for Jesus. When I read Mel, Mel Trotter's just a few days ago, it made me cry. Why? Because some of you guys know there's some people that have been in the same situation God's delivered them. And there's more people that are in that situation God wants to deliver. Fueled by fellowship. Fueled by fellowship. God wants you to know him and you get to know him by spending time with him. We didn't have, in our, in our meeting, we did not build a sweet hour of prayer. I wanted to. I wanted to have the meeting for three days. You guys know that. But it's hard enough to do it for two, okay? Um, I do want to one day maybe do it by, for three, guys. You understand the purpose of the meeting now. You guys have come out to this. We want to have more of the word. You have more of the word, and man, there's some things that really happen in our hearts. What it is, you go to the doctor and you're feeling sick, they give you medicine and help. And too often we come to church and we get a little bit of medicine on Sunday morning, but it's just not enough. And we need a dose like this, and it gives us joy, it gives us energy, but you know, sometimes you take a new medication, you get some help, 
and you're going to tend to relapse. It's, it's maintained by fellowship. God wants you to fellowship with him. He wants you to f- stay focused on him. My wife and I have been married now for eight years in this April. This April. This upcoming July will have been six years since we've been here. And it's hard to believe. I mean, we were just newlyweds. We showed up. We didn't have any kids. We just had zeal, man. I mean, <laughs> we didn't have any kids. And we just had, we were like, man, we're believing God's going to work. But you know what? I did not know my wife very well two years ago. We only been married, I mean, I mean, six years ago. We only been married two years. But we have got to know each other better. Going through situations together. Working through things together. Having quality discussions together. Having disagreements together. Working through them. Benefiting from each other's opinions. Learning each other's heart. God wants to get to know you better. He wants us to fellowship with him. Look, we moved here hundreds of miles from her family and a thousand miles from my family. We took the scripture seriously where it says leave and cleave. We bought a house while we were engaged and worked in a toxic job situation for the first 18 months of marriage. The job was so demanding, we were barely home. But you know what? You might go through a difficult time, but you get to know God better. Spend time with him. Too often, a man gets experience in church that's negative. He immediately forsakes God. No, run back. There's fresh water. There's fresh water. God wants you to fellowship with him. God wants you and I to stay close to him. He says to, in verse 19, to know the love of Christ. Do you know his love or do you just know about it? Well, I know God loves all everybody. If God loves all the men in this community, does God love all the men in this community? Does God love all the men on your street? Does God love all the men at your job? And then when's the last time you talked to them with love? Like you actually cared about them enough to talk to them, not about what you want to talk about, but you actually cared about them. When's the last time you cared? To know the love of God. Too often we do not take time to get to know God and to stretch that muscle. You get to know God more when you spend time with people, and you spend time, and you have to go back and depend upon him. You have to fellowship with him. It, there are times where I'm driving down the street, and God says, turn around. Turn around. I say, Lord, but I have visited that man. I have spent 15 hours trying to love that man, Jesus. He says, no, go back. Go back. Look, you've got to listen to God. When you learned and you listen to God and you fellowship with God and God sends you places you would have never expected to go, you've got to trust God. It's by faith. And to know the love of Christ, and it says it passes knowledge. We have a, a world of people with PhDs, but they have no common sense. We have a world of very educated people, right? But with more problems in society than ever before. Could it be we have head knowledge and information? 
we do not know God personally like we should. To know the love of God. God created you to fellowship with him. When you know his love, it passes anything that you understand on yourself. You say, well, how do I know God loves me? It can only be experienced by faith. Friend, I can't tell you how God did it, but his love did it. There's a lot of things God did by his love. If I've learned that if I'll stay in constant awareness of his presence, I'll experience his love. And when I take my eyes off him, it's then I sense the fellowship is hindered. God wants to fellowship with you. He says to know the love of Christ, and he says it passes all knowledge, that he says you might be filled with all the fullness of God. We are focused on personalities. But you know when men meet with God and they have the presence of God on their life, there is no price on that. We're too focused as a society on personalities. God does not care about the personality as much as he cares about the heart. We've all got different personalities. You need to know God. You need to be full of all the fullness of God. Do you know his love? Most men just know about it and have no fruit of his love in their life. When you come to Christ by faith, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Would you give your only son? Would you give your son? You've got several of them, but would you give one of them to die for the whole sins of all the world? He loved that much, and when you know his love and you understand God loves you, you don't go around and try to push back on God. You say, God, because you love me, I want to advance your kingdom. I want to serve you. I want to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Why? Because you loved me. We love him. Why? Because he first loved us. What is the greatest command, man? What is the greatest command? Thou shalt love what? Lord thy God. With how much of the heart? Any of you guys arrived there yet? I haven't. All my heart, all my soul, all my mind, all my strength. It takes everything else away. We're in love sometimes with our opinion, with ourselves. We're too worried about what people think about us. You know, in, the, in heaven, it's not going to matter what people think about you or me. Our society is way too worried about what people think about us. That's why people are so anxious and worried and fearful. We're too afraid about what other people think about us. You know what? It only matters his opinion. And you only get to know his opinion by spending time with him. And too often we do not know his opinion. I want to know him better. And I found this book is my only hope in this troubled world. And I need to know God's love more. And the verse that stood out to me this week and impressed God impressed him upon my heart. I, I want to know the love of God. She passeth all knowledge. Say, what should I do? Know the love of God. Fellowship with him. Get to know his love. Sometimes it's, it, we think people want to hear what we have to say. People do not want to hear what we have to say. People want to know how much we love. People want to know how much we love. And we can only love if we experience his love. Fellowshipping with him. The greatest command given by Jesus is still the same today. 
And then he says, love thy neighbor as thyself. If the church will continue to exist in 2023, we need to know the love of God. When you know the love of God, you walk into a church and you say, man, because he loved me so much, who can I love on today? Who can I show love to? It starts in our home, yes. It starts in our community, on our street. Look, I want my neighbors to know that I love them. You might be shocked if you walked up to some of your neighbors. You might be the first Christian that's talked to them in 20 years. Actually intentionally talked to them and shown them love. What if you did that? What, how would it revolutionize our community? We complain about things in the church. We are the problem solvers if we'll go to God and find his strength and learn to love. As Christ hath also loved us to know his love, which passeth all knowledge. Let's not just get head knowledge. We got information this week. We took notes. There were some great things this week that we've heard. But men, more information in your bag is going to do you no good if there's no love to go with it. May we know his love. May we give his love out. Men who have chosen to love the Lord are men who make a difference. In his spiritual renewal summit, will you simply commit or recommit to love him supremely. Lord, I want to love you, and I want to know you, and I want to walk with you more. Let's stand with our heads bowed and eyes closed. Men, I pray this summit is only the beginning of something in our hearts that will stimulate us, lead us to want more preaching, to want to go back to your church, and man, you're just going to love the kingdom of God in a greater way. Jesus died for the church. He did not die for your family time or my family time. He said he died for the church. And so we ought to love the church. And it'll, it'll physically show to know the love of God. When you know he loves you, then you're going to want to give love to others. And our society says love is love. But they don't know anything about love. Because some of the people who make that statement are the most critical and harsh human beings that have existed. God wants you to know his love. And this men's summit, you might say, Lord, I just recommit. I want to know your love. I want to love you supremely. Men, I encourage you, take a moment, either in your seat or come forward and pray. Lord, help me to love you supremely. Let's take a moment as the piano plays, step out from our seat, and just ask the Lord, Lord, help me. I want to love you supremely. If there's something else God spoke to you about through the meeting, one of the other messages, God's working on your heart. He convicted you about something. Would you take a moment right now to deal with that between you and God? Very old. He. Bo-
my burdens to Calvary and suffered and died alone. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me.